Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Arjun from Brentwood, Tennessee, and today we'll be talking about San Diego Comic-Con, of course, One Child Nation, The Farewell, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, and The Day Henry Met Season 2. And first, let's talk with Callista from Los Angeles about the San Diego Comic-Con, the big event. So, start off, what events did you go to overall? Well, I went to the general convention, but there were also a lot of panels and, uh, like, red carpet events and I went to a panel for She-Ra and the, Princesses, and the Princesses of Power, which is a Netflix show that has quickly become one of my favorites. I went to uh, two press events. Uh, one of them was for an upcoming uh, DC movie called Batman Hush. And the second one was for a DVD release of uh, a, cel- a DVD release celebrating Scooby-Doo's uh, 50th anniversary. And they also had a event for a documentary called Shark Fest, which I also went to. Interesting. Which was your favorite panel overall? Definitely the She-Ra panel, because I love this series so much. It's I would have I would heavily recommend that series as a whole. And it was just really fun. I got really excited for season three. They showed a lot of cool stuff from that season, so that was pretty great. So, did you get to interview, like, any cast and crew from that show? Uh, no, I didn't actually, which was a little disappointing, but, like, I don't really mind that much because everything else was so good. What did you do overall with the Batman Hush panel? Because I'm super interested in that. I've read the Batman Batman Hush comics. I'm a huge comic book nerd, and I'm just super excited for the movie. Well, basically, they had a bunch of staff members, like they had the writers and the directors and character designers, and then they also had a bunch of actors. And basically, I just interviewed the actors and the the cast. I interviewed the casting crew, and it was interesting because a lot of them were like really cool, really funny. They all seemed like great people, and there there were there were a lot of people there because like it appears this movie has a really big cast. But it was interesting, and also it kind of made me it made me pretty excited for this movie because I had I'd heard of the name. I heard that they were going to be making a movie called Batman Hush, but I didn't really know much about it. But it made me kind of interested. Definitely, it's it's a super interesting story. I am super excited to see how they get into film. Did they talk about like how much time it took to animate it? No, they didn't really talk about that. They did talk about like a few things about the movie, like sort like. I talked to the character designer and talked about like a lot of people. It seemed it seemed like a lot of people who were working on this film were also just huge like DC fans who had always dreamed of like of like being in this situation. So that was kind of interesting. That's de- that's definitely really cool because you know it's super cool to just see it from the perspective of it of a child at heart almost because you know they just it's kind of, they're kind of just making the dream come true. So you also went to the Scooby-Doo 50th anniversary. What was that like? There weren't as many people there as um, the Batman Hush event. There were like four people there in total, which were 
like two head writers and also two voice actors, the voice actors of Daphne and Velma. And I actually ended up learning that the voice actress of Velma was a voice actress on another one of my favorite shows. So I got to enjoy that. And they also seemed like really cool people. They were very funny. Um, the writers especially seemed to just have like, because I interviewed them both together. Like I didn't, I interviewed, I didn't interview them separately. Like I interviewed um, them both as like a collective group. And they both, like, played off each other, like, really well. They were constantly, like, cracking jokes with each other. And, like, it, there was a sense of, like, camaraderie with the two of them that I felt like was kind of... Well, I felt that that was kind of enjoyable, especially considering I'm someone who writes stories a lot with the help of my friends. So I kind of saw a little bit of myself in that. Very interesting. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we are talking about... Comic-Con, San Diego, One Child Nation, The Farewell, Dora the Lo- and the Lost City of Gold, and The Day Henry Met Season 2. And right now we are continuing the discussion about Comic-Con with Callista from Los Angeles. And so overall, from the um, Scooby-Doo panel, did you learn a lot about what they have planned for the future of Scooby-Doo, I guess? Um, they didn't really talk about that mostly. It was more so just because, like, you know, Scooby-Doo being 50 years old, it was more so just kind of like a, wow, this has been going on for a really long time kind of deal. It seems like, it seemed it was more so just kind of focusing on like how it's gotten up to that point and like, you know, everything that's like become of Scooby-Doo and all of the different spinoffs and shows. And uh, we did talk a little bit about possible ideas for the future. Definitely. That's super interesting. You know, it's it's one of the most long-running franchises there, and that's really cool that you got to see just the Scooby-Doo team at work. So tell us a little about Sharkfest. That sounds interesting. Um, Sharkfest, it, it's mostly like, it appeared to be like a documentary on like, you know, great find in terms of like, in terms of sharks. I interviewed the divers who were also the photographers for this documentary, and um, they seemed pretty. They seemed pretty cool. I don't. They were dating, and they both seemed like they just had like a very huge like knowledge and interest in sharks. And they also had like this gigantic like foam shark, which I'm not quite sure what that was about because they had it like propped up in like the hotel where this all was happening. I think it was a hotel, and um, then they like took it outside and showed it off for people. So that was kind of the most I saw of it, aside from like interviewing the divers. So I'm not entire I'm not entirely sure what the shark is about. That still confuses me, but <laughs> but yeah, Ever- it was cool interviewing the divers. Yeah, that's interesting. You see like a lot of things at Comic Con. Some of them are super weird. Was this event bigger than the um Scooby Doo event or smaller? Um, the Scooby Doo event seems this did seem kind of than uh the Scooby Doo event because this well, like, in terms of how many people were there, it, this definitely outnumbers the Scooby-Doo event. But also because it was, like, it was just, like, a few people who... It was four people who worked on Scooby-Doo kind of showing up to, like, a random room in a hotel. And then they just kind of got interviewed. And it didn't really seem like it was that big of an event in terms of, like, what you usually have for, like, Comic-Con events. Interesting. So... Did they, 
are they like in relation with like Sharknado and all of those movies or are they just is it just kind of its own thing? Oh no, this isn't related to Sharknado. This is based on like actual like shark like shark documentaries and like like professional divers and photographers and stuff like that. This has nothing to do with shark movies. Oh, thank God. Subjective opinion. There might be people watching our podcast who really like Sharknado and yeah, but I'm that's really cool that uh it's, you know, just real life accounts, you know, People actually go out there and see sharks. So did you get to see um, all around of the Comic-Con, or was it just these four events? Oh, no. I, uh, I spent some time actually going to the con because I also had a really good friend who was at uh, Comic-Con as well. And we both brought cosplays, um, and we walked around the con in cosplay. And then we also hung out at the Nintendo room at the Marriott. And that was super fun. That's interesting. I've been to some Comic Cons myself, and I've always noticed that they have, like, these costume contests. Um, did, did they have one over there? Maybe. I don't know entirely if they had, like, a costume contest, but I know there were a lot of people in cosplay. And we did, we did recognize a few of the characters, so we got a kick out of that. Definitely. That's, like, that's super interesting. Did you get to meet talent and cast from other panels, or was it just these four? It was just these four because there weren't really like any other events that like we went to. My friend did apparently see someone who worked at Nintendo, but she didn't actually talk to him. So that doesn't I don't know if that counts, but like that's basically the only incident uh, any of us had of like seeing a town, seeing another like um, celebrity outside of these four events. That's that's still really cool, though. Like, I mean, San Diego Comic-Con, it's huge. It's crowded. But thanks, Callista, for talking about um, the San Diego Comic-Con. Of course. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Let's take a break. I'm Arjun from Brentwood, Tennessee. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Sesame Street Dance Party. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about San Diego Comic Con, and next we'll be talking with Ella about One Child Nation. So let's get started. So, Ella, what were your overall thoughts on this documentary? Well, the documentary was very, it was very somber, but it was very important for me to see as a young woman and, like, just know, like, I realized how privileged I was to be in, like, to live where I live and, like, that I didn't have to go through what these other women went through. So that was my overall feeling by the end of the movie. So what is the subject of this documentary? Well, basically, this film is about the one-child policy in China um, from 1979 to 2015, I believe. And it was the policy that said women could only have one child and or that like families could only have one child. So a lot of um, women were forced to abort babies, forced to induce their pregnancies, and a lot of fetuses were killed. And it was just, it was very upsetting to watch. That sounds horrible. How does the film do on educating its audience on the main issue at the center of it? Well, the story is told from the perspective of somebody who grew up in China that lives in America now. So they do a really good job of educating people on like the the dangers and like the irony of how women in China were being forced to abort, but like now women in America are like the abortions are being restricted. So it does a really good job of, um, you know, detailing the horrors of what went on. Um, does one child nation maintain a good pace? And did you find it to be compelling for most of its runtime? Yeah. I mean, it was a very interesting topic because I'm very into social justice and like laws and international laws even. So I was very interested in it from the get-go and my mom and I were watching it and we were just so taken aback by everything and it was very it was I would definitely recommend it why do you think people should see this movie well because it's important to know about things that happened in the past so history doesn't repeat itself so even if you're not from China just to know like what happened and it wasn't that long ago like it was only the law was only, like, taken back, like, four years ago, I want to say. And there's still there's still laws in modern-day China regarding um, pregnancies and, you know, policing women's bodies. So it's still very relevant today. Um, this is a very interesting subject. How did it make you look at it a lot differently than you did when you were going into the film? Well, going into the film, I had no idea... Oh, like what the one child policy was like I didn't know that there was such a thing as the one child policy because it's been so lost over and um, I just didn't I didn't know what it was and then I came out of the film realizing wow like I'm so privileged like the fact that I didn't even have to know what this was was is just amazing to me um, and so what is the message of this movie in a way I guess uh, what do, and what do you think people will learn from it? Well, I think the message is just let women control their, like, 
control their bodies and their reproductive rights, essentially, is how I interpret it. But it's also just, it just educates people on, like, the horrors of the law and, like, how, like, it affected people in their day-to-day life. What did you think about the direction of this film? I thought that it was awesome. It cut it cut very clear. It was very very informative, and it was very it was very well done. Well, this film this film sounds really fascinating. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about The Farewell, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, and The Day Henry Met. And right now I'm talking to Ella about One Child Nation. Let's continue our interview. If you had to sum up. Uh, your thoughts on this film in one word, what would it be and why? Hmm, that's a really good question. Probably just important is the word that I'd use. I know I've used that word a lot in this interview, but it's really one of the main words that I could use to describe the film and like how how impactful it was. Did One Child Nation make you want to do even look into this issue further through the film's depiction? Yeah, I mean, and the film ended, I, I, the film ended with, like, saying how now there's the two-child policy in China, and that's still going on. Um, so it did prompt me to research a little bit more and just, like, figure out, like, ever like, kind of figure out everything that happened. But, um, the film did a pretty good job of itself, like, describing and exposing, like, the corrupt government and everything. In a film with a subject matter so bleak, I don't know if I'd ask you what your favorite scene was, but, um, what scene did you most admire? scene that I most admired was, well, I don't know if I admired it, but one of the scenes that I found to be the most interesting was the interview with one of the doctors that had to you know kill the babies and like and uh, had to abort them because it was she was basically talking about how guilty she felt and how like doing these things have plagued her for the rest of her life so i thought that that was very interesting that's this this film sounds very powerful i have to say that what age rating would you give this film and why i would um recommend it for kids ages 14 to 18 because it was very a lot of the scenes were very graphic and hard to deal with and disturbing. And um, what star rating would you give this film? Five out of five stars because I think it served its purpose and it was very impactful. It made a really huge difference on me. When can people find this film out? I think it comes out July 27th, I want to say. I'm not 100% sure on that. Well, um, thank you for the interview. This film sounds excellent. Thank you for having me. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Sesame Street Dance Party. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. 
All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Arjun from Brettler, Tennessee, and you've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking about San Diego Comic-Con, One Child Nation, and we will be talking about Dora and the Lost City of Gold and The Day Henry Met Season 2. And right now, we'll be talking about The Farewell with Saheba from San Ramon, California, Welcome to the show, Saiba. Thanks for having me. I just want to first say off, I saw a trailer for this like last week, literally. I didn't even know this movie existed until then. And after seeing that trailer, I'm definitely going to be watching this. Overall, what were your thoughts about the movie? It's just such a fascinating concept. Yeah, it really is. It's like not like any other movie I've ever seen before. The story in itself, it's so out there. Even though it's based on a true story, it's really deep. And there, I loved this film. It's got to be on the list of my top favorites this year. Like There were moments where I was so close to crying, but there were also moments where I was laughing out loud. And that happens to me in so few films that um, it was really... a wonderful experience watching the farewell so basically it was like one of the most emotional but just hilarious times you've had watching a movie yeah exactly that's that's great i've never really seen a movie like properly balance those two things they're they're honestly two hard mediums like being a comedy and being just a emotional drama you know because action movies are kind of easy to get but that's just that's a props to the filmmakers of the movie so what's the overall plot of the movie? So the story follows Billy, who's a Chinese uh, born, who was born in China but lives in America, and her relationship with her grandmother, Nai Nai, who lives in China. And um, Billy finds out that her Nai Nai is going to pass away from cancer, but she has to struggle with the fact that her family doesn't want to tell her. And this ideal, it's common in China, but not here in America. And Billy, being from China and America, sort of finds herself stuck between two cultures and has a lot of emotional um, struggles throughout the film. Definitely. I'm actually happy, like, as someone who is of Indian descent but is born in America, like, I'm happy that they're exploring 
that dynamic as a person more because you know I relate to it highly and how does the cast do overall yeah the cast is wonderful Aquafina she steps up her acting to a whole other level I remember watching her in Crazy Rich Asians and she was completely like sort of crazy personality and in this she really gets the chance to explore her emotions. There's um, several scenes throughout the movie where it's just Aquafina in this scene. There's She's not saying anything. There's no music. It's just her. And she looks slightly past the camera. And you can see in her eyes how torn apart she is. And those moments, like, those were the ones that brought me really close, like, on the verge of tears. Wow, that sounds amazing. Like, I'm really looking forward to the performances here. What were some messages in the movie? I think the main message is how powerful family is and how precious family is. And also, like you said, being... I'm also Indian and born up and born and brought up here in America, and I could relate so much to this film. I feel um, it's sort of breaking boundaries in that way, and so that's an, also another message I think it was trying to convey. And yeah, I think it really spoke. It spoke to me as an like Indian born in America, but I think it also speaks to a wide audience, like just conveying um, messages and the difficulties people feel and how we can connect to them no matter who we are dang that's that's awesome like i'm happy that we're getting a lot more movies like that which people like us can relate with and honestly everyone can relate with you know it's it's a broad struggle just like finding identity and all that overall what would you say is the um star and age rating for the movie i would give it an age rating of um, ages 14 to 18 because um i feel that younger audiences could definitely get bored very quickly because it is slightly slow paced, but um, it's all about the emotion. And I think older teenagers and older audiences could appreciate the movie a lot more. But um, I would definitely give it a five out of five stars because like I said, it's high up on my favorites. Really want to watch it again. Wow, that is great. Thanks, Saiba, for the interview. And honestly, this just seems like a great movie to check out, you know, among the summer, you know, action-packed blockbusters and all that sort of stuff, which are always so overhyped. It's 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 kind of cool to see a sleeper hit like this movie, you know, break through for once and just be a different summer experience that allows us to think about our human conditions overall. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we have been talking about San Diego Comic-Con, One Child Nation, and the farewell, and we are continuing this discussion with Dora in the Lost City of Gold with Alejandro from Miami, Florida. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. So yeah, this this movie has been having an interesting response so far. I've seen the Dora cartoons and, you know, the trailer. It did have a sort of a mixed response. Um, what were your overall thoughts about the movie? Well, I think, I mean, I grew up watching Dora, like, series. And I loved it. I mean, it was one of it was one of my favorite shows. But I think it was really cool the way they kept the. It was a complete different story. Like it was a complete different like adventure quest, like goal in the movie. But they kept the same fundamentals like of the series. Like Dora, she's she likes adventure. She goes for what she wants. She's determined. So I think it was a cool like kind of like spinoff in a way from the original series. 
Wow, that's good to hear. That's reassuring because you know yeah. I felt like when I just saw the in it, it had an Indiana Jones feel, and it kind of felt like the movie was having an identity crisis for a second. <laughs> like I was not. No, like, let me tell you, no, no, the identity of Dora is intact. Like it's the same message, the same like kind of vibe you got from the series if you watched it. But it's a complete different like um storyline, like you know, different parents, different quests, like but the same characters and the same vibe is still there. So that's why I I loved about the movie. I kind of had like like flashbacks from when I watched the series when I was younger. Oh, that's that's really cool. What's the story of the movie? Oh, it's basically well now Dora's older. She's in high school now, and she um grew up like you know in the jungle, like following adventure, and now she's kind of like going for the biggest obstacle in her life, which is high school, like the biggest one since she's growing up and you know, going on different adventures. But on this movie, she she joins high school and um, in high school, she meets um, some friends and they form a group and they go on a quest to find her parents that got in a mysterious accident. And then she's going after some mystery of Indian, Incan civilization that she finds. So see, like, it's a different storyline that, that you never found in the series, but it's kind of like the same ideal and the same principles from the series. So I think it was really cool. It was a cool, different point of view from the show. Wow, that's really cool. I, I also thought it was interesting you were mentioning like an older Dora. Is it like set in the same universe as the cartoon series or is it completely different? No, I mean, I can't. I don't remember like the specifics of the show, but I think she was a normal girl, like, you know, in a yeah. normal city. But in this, in the movie, she's older. Like, she's not a kid anymore. She's going into high school. She's experiencing these new um experiences with her friends in high school but she's still she she has the same identity the, the same personality so that's why when she finds this mysterious Incan civilization data or something and she she stumbles onto like her parents being lost she goes for what she's always I mean she does what she's always done which is like go after them and you know go on an adventure so it's a different storyline but it's like the same background and like in a way interesting uh yeah. I also think the cast of the movie really intrigues me. We, of course, have Isabel, oh yes. Isabel Moner, who is, is so incredible. good. Yeah. The cast is incredible. And, with Isabella Moner killed it by being Dora, and Eva Longoria being her mom, and Eugenio Derbez being one of the helpers that helps them um, find the parents in the jungle. No, no, the cast is absolutely amazing, I have to say. Okay, one thing which really interests me, though, and I never would have thought about it, but it also seems like it could just be the total golden combinations where Benicio Del Toro as Swiper and <laughs> Danny Trejo as Boots. I mean, I completely agree with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, it's, it's just, I think it was such a great choice of actors and it's just the cast and crew worked perfectly. Like, I think it's a great combination. So how did that work? Were they like talking characters or like, was it like a mocap thing or was it just like they were just talking and as animals? And what do you mean in the movie? Like in the movie, yeah, their characters, um, Danny Trejo and um, uh, Benicio Del Toro, you know, as yeah, Skip Sniper. I think, I, I mean, am I, like, I perceived it as a combination of both, so I think it was a great, no, I think the cast just killed it, like, amazing. That's, that's interesting. I'm, it's also interesting to see that they included some voice talent as well, which I find just interesting in any movie ever. 
How are the um, special effects? Because it looks like a more special effects heavy Dora. Yes, it is. I think, I mean, we didn't quite appreciate like the special effects or the animation that the show had because it was a cartoon. Like, you know, like, you know, it was all cartoon. But now that it's like a live action, it's really cool to see, you know, all the special effects like in the jungle and, you know, the magical aspects that the movie has. I think it's incredible how we can like notice like as the years pass by, that technology becomes so much better that we could like enter like incorporate more and more like things and scenes that might seem impossible at the time like in movies i think it was a great like work of editing for this piece very interesting uh what are some messages of the movie i think the biggest message that i perceived as an audience was to always be determined like towards your goal like, again, Dora, like, she was, she's starting high school, and she was full of, like, you know, duties that every freshman has when they start high school. And I think to be determined, like, she was determined to go find um, her parents and the Incan mystery that she, like, stumbled upon. But again, not only the determination that somebody has to have, also, like, never losing, like, your personality, never losing, like, you know, never, yeah, losing who you are. I mean, like, she... I think it's, like, bottom line, it's to always be determined and to never, like, you know, change who you are. Wow, that's just a great, me- that's a great message. I'm happy that that's in the movie. Uh, what are, what is your overall star and age rating? Mm, definitely um, five out of five stars. I think the movie has such a great combination. And uh, apart from the fact that it's such an iconic character, apart from that. And the age range, from a really young audience, I'd say, like, four years old to... 30 something like honestly my dad was so excited to go watch it so i think it's a really wide age range wow that's great to see that you know basically even kids and adults can watch this alike everyone can have a fun time at the theater thanks thanks a lot for talking about this alejandro thank you for having me no problem let's take a break i'm arjun from brentwood tennessee and you've been listening to kids first coming attractions today's show is sponsored by sesame street dance party Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm benjamin and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about san diego comic-con one child nation the farewell Endora, and the lost city of gold and next we'll be talking with siaki about the day henry met season two so let's get started Siaki, what were your overall thoughts on the day Henry met season two? You know, like, a few words would probably be colorful, entertaining, and a definite yes, you know, for the younger uh, generation. Because I'm pretty sure that they would be attracted to this type of um, DVD or film. What were the, um, the central themes and sort of the plot at play here? In this television series, um, so this the story it follows uh, a four year old boy named Henry, right? And he's he's very excited about learning new things, and he's also like discovering new facts about about the things that he meets. And by that, I mean like these objects. So like, there's a bowling ball, a sponge, or running shoes. And, you know, he he becomes friends, and so. So, like, in one of the episodes, let's go with running shoes, he becomes, like, an opponent or, yeah, an opponent and a friend to the running shoes. So, they become competitive opponents. So, they start racing. And, like, as Henry's in the lead, he's close to the finish line. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that actually sounds, that that sounds pretty fun. What was your favorite episode um, from this selection of episodes? Uh, let's see. There's a lot, but my favorite episode would have to be... It would probably have to be the sock episode. Or no, the golf ball. Sorry, the golf ball. And uh, why would that be? So Henry... Henry's just like, you know, cruising around and then the, he becomes friend with the golf ball. And the golf ball is like, hey, um, I've always been wanting to go on a professional golf course, but I don't have a I don't have a golfer. So Henry becomes this professional golfer to help this golf ball, you know, achieve its dreams in uh, playing on a professional golf course. And um, while we're on the topic of favorites, who is your favorite character in this series? Henry, and that is because Henry, he teaches us that we can do anything, like, as long as we put our minds to it, to our imagination. So, like, just let our imagination run wild. Um, what did you like about the um, the animation style uh, in The Day Henry Met? 
Um, I'm going to be quite honest. Like, nothing really caught my attention on the animation, but I thought it was pretty good for, you know, the younger generation, like I said, of course. Um, now, would you watch more of this television series? I would not. Okay. And, um, what is the message um, of Day Henry meant? Uh, the message is to, of course, just be yourself. Like, if you want to do something, like, if you have something in your dreams and you want to go for it, just be yourself. Put your mind to it and you can achieve it. And, um, why do you think little kids will enjoy this series? You know, it's probably the animation and of the message it shares. And so maybe, yeah, maybe kids would like that. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking about San Diego Comic-Con, One Child Nation, The Farewell, Dora, and The Lost City of Gold. And right now, we're finishing up our last segment about the day Henry met with Siaki. So let's continue the interview. Um, if you had to sum up your thoughts um, on the series or why people should watch it in um, one word or maybe a sentence, what would it be? That's a really good question. Let's see, I would say it's very interesting, you know, because, like, I don't know, it just brings out a different perspective in me. Okay. Um, Now, being someone who is not necessarily um, in the age range of this series, do you think it will appeal to older audiences? Um, I do not. And, to older um, audiences, I do not. Okay. And can you elaborate on that on a little bit? And by that you mean? Um, just why? I mean, um, why, why they wouldn't you know, like it. You know, for me, I, I think it's different because, you know, I like things like this. But, you know, it's a little more on the younger part. So maybe, like, for the specific age range, I'd probably say 2 to 10 years old. Okay. But that's um, just me. Yeah. And uh, why would you give it that age range? Because I feel like kids around that age would probably find this more appealing and interesting. Okay. And um, what star rating would you give this? Out of all, I'd give it five out of five stars. Oh, wow. High praise. Yeah. And, um, and wh- why would you give it that rating? Because I feel like that, um, you know, the... Man, I forgot. Uh, I think the directors or the writers, you know, they try their best. And I feel like they did, so that's... That's why I give it five out of five stars. 
All right, and um, where can people find The Day Henry Met Season 2? It's actually out on DVDs. I'm not 100% sure where they could find it. Okay. Um, well, thank you for the interview, and I'm glad you enjoyed the series. Thanks for having me. Um, thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post, and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. The show... This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Sesame Street Dance Party. I am Benjamin. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.